Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily Thread. We have a special guest that'll be joining on this episode, so stay tuned. We're happy to have you back here on this program. Welcome to The Daily Thread. Okay, so uh, before we, we hear from our guest on today's episode, uh, it's been a while since we had an episode of Daily Thread, longer than ever that mm-hmm. we've gone, a little bit withdrawal over here. A lot of things took place, obviously, over the last couple of weeks that we've been absent. Um, right. Some good, some not so good. I think a lot of this episode we'll be discussing, unfortunately, some things that happened that were unfortunate. Uh, many, lo- many, many loss of life in in Israel. Uh, unfortunately, Michal Schnitzler passed away suddenly over this past weekend. Um, and that's going to sort of be the first story we're going to get to. We are going to be joined right now by Shlemy Dax, who was a close friend of, of, of Michal Schnitzler, who worked closely with him. And to hear about his life and um, his legacy. I think we should start by uh, explaining, because, you know, we have a very vast uh, audience and includes people like me that don't know so much. Um, we should we should start, give a little background of who Michal Schnitzler was, you know. And I know that, I, I remember the name, I did meet him a couple of times. Um, you know, last time I met him, I think it was about, it wasn't 20 years ago, I met him at a bar mitzvah in Waterbury, Connecticut. Where I, I was invited there for Shabbos, and he was the only Hasidic guy in the place. And we were we were chit chatting after after Shabbos. I didn't know who he was. I, I uh, he sang beautifully. I remember that. He added a lot to the Shabbos. And I said to him at the end of Shabbos, I think we were checking out. We were ready to go home Saturday night. I said to him, So uh, what are you? Are you a Satmara? Are you a Skvera? What kind of Chassid are you? He looked at me and he said, It's something new. I'm a Chassid of the Rabbi Shalalem. You know, it reminds me of the uh, story of the, the this, uh, you know, this bartender who became from, he was looking to become from, he was in L.A. Mm-hmm. And he, he looked up at Orthodox because he found a conservative, didn't work for him. Uh, all these other type of uh, shuls did not work for him. And he said, he, they take off the yarmulke after shul. He said his, his, the rabbi was playing piano in his office on Shabbos. He goes, what's mm-hmm. going on? He looks up Orthodox, he found Chabad. He found mm-hmm. a rabbi, Chabad, he says, so are you Orthodox? Are you conservative? Are you Reform? He goes, we're friendly. Come mm-hmm. on over. And he said, the rest is history. He has a whole family of from kids today. And that was Michal Schnitzler. It, it, whether he was Hasidish, Satma, Litvish, Tells, Bells, I am telling you, I, there is nobody like him who embodied. He was like the Shlomo Karbach, Hasidish Shlomo Karbach. Loved every Jew. And, I, and, I, and I'm not just saying it. There's a lot of cliches that he lit up every room he walked into and that he was larger than life. He really was. These sayings come to come to life. Uh, a, a guy like Michal Schnitzler, there was nobody like him. He really loved everyone. And no matter what he was going through in his life, the last few years, he had a lot of challenges. You never knew it. He just hugged you and loved you. He's such a special, special person. So where, where where did he live, and uh, where was he on the uh, on the rating sheet of uh, you know you're, you're a child of the uh, of the music business, a product of the music business. You're not a child anymore, uh, but you're you're a product of the music business. Where did he line up in the in the so-called pecking order of of the music, of the Jewish music business over all these decades? As far as I know, he's from Seagate. Most of his life, he lived in Seagate, so he grew up with all the legends, with MBD, Yossi Green. 
Um, so he's busy uh, most of his life. Uh, he went to Florida for a few years. The last few years he went to Florida. And he sent, if I, if I can go off the topic and drop again, he used to send WhatsApps every single week uh, about just inspiration, just to, just to be meaningful. <laughs> and this is before podcasts, before anything, just to give mm. people a I'm here in Florida. The sun is out. The grass is growing. The, 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 the birds are chirping. He was just such a very happy person. His real break into the Jewish music is really the Hasidish world owes him the most gratitude because he he he's led the path to Hasidish music. Mm-hmm. He was like even before Lipa Schmelzer, before Daskal, before all these today, these singers, Shmuley Ungers, he took songs and wrote Yiddish songs. He was, I think, mm-hmm. the first to, to start doing, we're not talking about Yom Tov Erlach. That was a whole different ball game that Avram Fried redid and he he just l- paved the way for Hasidish music in the world, and 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 the and the Jewish world owes all that gratitude to him. He 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 just was before it was it was in style. He was doing it, and he's just just an incredible incredible musical person, special special person. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say. He, the, all the yeah. thoughts you can't put into words. Did, did he write his own music? Is he known for any particular songs? That he, was he a songwriter? You know what? I don't know if he wrote his own. I think he did. I'm sure he did. You know, several years ago, he had a heart attack before mm-hmm. this incident now. Mm-hmm. And he has a song called My Heart. I urge you you and your listeners to listen to this song. He wrote it and he and collaborated with with other with others. Uh, Lipa Schultz Meltzer was very involved the last five, ten years with him, writing songs for him and doing works mm-hmm. together with him. Mm-hmm. But he has that song, My Heart. In that song, he describes how he was in the world to come. He was up there for nine minutes and how he saw Alam Haba and he and Hashem sent him back and gave him life again. And he writes how the whole song is about, about a heart. We, we take for granted the, the, we think that nisim are things that are extraordinary, but just breathing every day, our heart beating is a miracle. And and he opened up our eyes that we can't take for granted anything. We really, really can't. You know, I always ask this question, Larry and Nachi, I don't know if you ever heard this question. The heart is the most important part of the body. It, it is the most functional. The heart is, 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 is the body. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not talking about the Shama Ruchni is talking. The heart. I always wonder why the heart is on the left side. Why did Hashem make it on the left side? Why didn't Hashem create it on the right side? Mm -hmm. The right is always yamin, yamin. We go to the right. Our right is really the the mainstay in in, in Yiddishkeit. So why did Hashem make it on the left side? Do you ever hear that question before? No, go ahead. I just hear the answer. Fascinating. I heard a fascinating answer. And if, 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 if Machal... Machal Schnitzler, Oliver Sham, doesn't epitome this answer. It, it, he epitomizes what the answer was. The answer is because your heart is not for you. It's not for me. It's for you. It's for Yenem. You have to share your heart, give of your heart, love your heart, love everyone. So the heart, when you look at me, your heart is on the right side. And it's made for someone else. And that's why it's on the left side, because facing you, it's on the right side. And Machol Schnitzler was the epitome of heart. And I, I can't even get into it. When you called him, if I could send you some of his messages, just to say hello, he was so full of life. And we all need to realize that life is short. 
And we have to just be happy with everything because we're going to have challenges where every human being does. And he taught us, let those challenges ride. They'll go away. The next day is better. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And he went through a lot of challenges the last few years of his life. And yet he just, you would never know when you spoke to him that he was going through anything. And it's such a lesson, such a lesson in life. I believe he had two hearts. Mm -hmm. I believe when they opened them up the first time, there were two in there. But... Shlomi, do do you have do you have any you know personal stories like you, you've been in the music industry for a very long time, and so has he. Um, have you guys overlapped a lot? You have any personal stories with him? So we didn't overlap uh, overlap a lot because I'm not from the Yiddish speaking Hasidic music world. Mm-hmm. Um, I did send your father this morning. We did do one song together. I had the honor of singing one Yossi Green song on an album called Listig and Lebedik. Uh, a, a quasi Yiddish Hebrew song, which we did together um, many, many years ago, a Yassi Green song, which was beautiful. Um, it was produced by Shia Mendelowitz and, and, and by Yassi. Me and Mandy Wall did most of the album together, and that was a guest appearance by, by uh, Michal Schnitzler. But I'll tell you the most recent um, moment I had with him. When, when, when Rubashkin was going through his whole... Um, story in jail if you remember there was a beautiful song that came out a unity song mm-hmm. that many many singers came out and sang together and we went to muncie to a hall in muncie i think it was a terrace charna and that's where we, we recorded it and i remember coming to to record and i'm seeing all walks of life all types of singers hasidish israeli litvish modern all types were there there was no uh, you know Everybody came. It was it was just a special cause, and I was honored to be even invited. Um, who am I? So anyway, we get there, and I see Machul. I got there early for a change, and I see Machul outside. And you would think that Bashkin was a satmer, or and he wasn't. But he if he loved that this Jew was getting out of jail, and that we're going to do a song. He just lit up the whole room. And he got us all motivated, you know, because let's be honest, uh, Rubashko was in jail and 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 we, we weren't there to actually see him while we're recording this. And his wife was there and some of his children were there. And all we needed was Michal. And then we felt it and we understood the cause. And anyway, he, he hugged me. He was just such a, a larger than life. And he's going to be missed. He's going to be missed. Yeah. And we all have to be inspired by people like him. Okay, Nachi, you have, you have uh, some issues with how the news was reported of his uh, passing. You want, to, uh, you want to address that? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's it, it was something that happened that was concerning. It was Friday right before Shabbos. Um, messages went out, you know, that, that he had passed away. I think it was around 6 p.m. Messages were going out that he had passed away, and and then messages were going out from these same sources that, oh, Baruch Hashem, they found the pulse. And it, it was just, it was so awful that um, you have these platforms that are trying to be the first ones to break a story and they don't have the sense, they don't have the sensitivity to family and to people in general. You know how crazy it is to, to receive a message? Forget if, you, if you're part of the family. If you're part of the family, it's unthinkable. But you're not part of the family to get a message that someone passed away that you know and you're like, oh my gosh. And then to say, oh no, they found the pulse. Who in their right mind is so irresponsible to start writing things like this and sending it out 
to me, it's it's like I know Sarah, uh, Sarah Rifka Cohn from uh, Shlemy's Links or Shlemy's Links or something. Uh, one of these organizations posted on LinkedIn yesterday how like this has to stop. And this is not just a exclusive issue in the Jewish world. This happened when Kobe Bryant passed away. The helicopter crashed and there was pictures of the scene already making its way online and got to his wife and and before they even were told. And, you know, as Jewish people, as the from world, we're always trying to be super sensitive and more sensitive and, and you know, always go a step above and be better. And I think that in this area, um, we're failing miserably in a way. The fact well, that we don't, you know, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. I, I think that uh, what you're seeing in this kind of situation is the, the, the general society's uh, deficiencies uh, seeping in. Uh, to the usual uh, wall that we have built around the the firm community, and we just become like uh, just very very vulnerable. And if someone says that he passed away, and then a second later they say they found the pulse, that means that's coming from somebody that's on the scene, unless someone's just making up the news. No, no, I think that what you have nowadays is just crazy. Is you have people who are who are like tuned into Atzala radios. They're sort of like buffing, and they're able to hear the communications back and forth. So they'll. <laughs> They'll go ahead and and report these things as it's being said and done. I, I had spoken to people and they had told me that while these messages were going out and while they were working on him, um, there were already some new new sources, you know, putting out Baruch Dynamis posts while he was still alive, and how how terrible that is. It's really mind-boggling, but you hit it on the nose, Nachi. It's it's just to be the first to break the news, to be that, to have that. They, what they would call prestige that I was the first one to break it and it's and, it, and you're right it's like it's like you know Larry you said it's either at solid member or someone on scene or perhaps someone who's listening but whatever it is it's somebody who who's there who's saying also whatever you're listening to on the radio it means they're saying something that perhaps we we all have to learn from Atsala, and I'm not I'm knocking Atsala. they are the, one of the greatest organizations but but that's how these things are leaked, because who else was there to even assume that it wasn't just uh, he fell on it he fell and he had stitches. Yeah, but I mean Hatzala has to Hatzala has to be able to communicate with their with their other members. I mean they have to be to say that someone is to say someone's coding to say that they need a, need more paramedics. It's on other people who are listening to those communications that are able to sort of put two and two together. They hear the address. They hear someone's coding. You know, and they and they run with it, and oh, it, it, it's it's almost like it's, and then they'll send out this message, and they'll like attach their links to sign up to their platform on the same message. Like, are you kidding me? Are you using this as an opportunity to grow your platform? Shame on you! Shame on you! Well, if, if you're I, I, guilty of this, if you're guilty of this, you should. Th- these people, I'm not saying cancel, cancel, cancel. We, we you know, we don't like talking like that. But you're you're not you're not worth to have the platform you have if you use it so loosely and treat it like that. I think uh, and his daughter, then his daughter, his own daughter put put out. He's still alive. Let's stop it for him. Oh. They're working on him. I mean, that's yeah. so sad for a daughter to have to respond to it. It's, it was so sad. I think I think I think there's an inclination uh, to be the first on the scene. Uh, to be credited, whether it's good news or bad news, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be authenticated. 
I think, uh, you know, can you imagine uh, you, you call you, someone, you call your brother or your sister, I'm home, I got the letter in the mail, you're accepted in Harvard. You know, isn't that great news? And then, oh, you read it again. Oh, it says you're not accepted in Harvard, you know. They just yeah. want to break, just want to break the news. Just want to be the first one to to uh, to be there, uh, and I don't know what kind of uh, there's no uh, there's no monetary compensation necessarily uh, uh, to use that as a motivation to do that. I think it's just some kind of uh, human nature that uh, requires a little bit of uh, you know exploration and a little bit uh, deeper understanding of why people are drawn in that direction. It's funny because my son David was the first one to ask me, "Did you hear anything?" I said, no, this was like at six. And then at 621, he's still, it's 20 more minutes of going by where he's still alive, apparently. So I right away said, hey, there's, there's some kind of uh, medvish or something that I heard that when someone spreads something like that, that you died and you really didn't, then you just, you know, it's Arichas Yomim, it's school of Arichas Yomim. Then someone so showed me Rokhain Kanievsky on Chumash where he says the exact opposite. If you curse somebody or you say someone died, they can die. And you never get right. words out of your mouth like that. It's scary. Right. You know, about a guy yeah. who took off from work. He may believe his grandmother was sick and he had to take her to the hospital. And then all of a sudden, two days later, she went to the hospital and died. And he came mm-hmm. back to Rokhayim begging, what do I do? I killed my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's, it's very scary. Um, but that, yeah. I guess, is part of the kapara, part of the whole. Hashem has, this is all orchestrated from above and it's all to inspire. We have to be inspired. And we all have people in our lives that we have to tap into. It could be a rov, it could be a, a spouse, it could be a child. We we need to gravitate to positive people and to to just always be happy and not be depressed because that's what he was. And we have to just look at the good of, of all this. And he he was just one of a kind, one of a kind. And uh, it's so sad, taken from us so young, so young. Right, yes. Shlomi, thank you so much for for taking the time to join us. Um, Really appreciate it. So, you know, uh, transitioning into sort of the next story, it's very similar to what I want to discuss. There's something that went viral online the other day, and it has 23 million people saw it on Twitter. And it's it's a picture of somebody posing in front of uh, Auschwitz on the tracks, uh, Uh basically doing a photo shoot. Okay. And um, obviously, with the gu- the the guides, the people who bring you there, tell you to please be sensitive. This is a place where mm-hmm. so much evil happened and so much death. <coughs> uh-huh. And for someone to be taking a photo shoot there, so that that's being right now. It's that's gone completely viral on social media. People dissecting it and criticizing it. How how well? I guess photo, it, was, it, was a, I, it was a younger I, I, person. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it. Uh, so, uh, but a photo shoot of what? Just posing for a picture on a the, person. Um, yeah, a person sitting on the tracks, posing, like basically doing a photo shoot, like smiling. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they were making fun of the, of of, of the fact that uh, they were at Auschwitz. Probably not. I'm, I'm guessing probably not. You know, yeah, Yom HaShoah it's, starts. It's insensitive. It's insensitive to do a photo shoot if you're making fun or not making fun. The, the okay, act but, itself is is insensitive. Yom HaShoah starts starts tonight. The Holocaust Remembrance Day uh, is tomorrow, so I guess there's a certain certain timeliness to being drawn to those types of photos. And and then the uh, 80th anniversary of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising is observed uh, on Wednesday. Communities around the world are going to have observances tonight uh, because it is uh, almost eight decades uh, later uh, uh, that the Holocaust uh, occurred, and you know the number of survivors are are, are dwindling. Uh, very. 
very uh, very quickly. Uh, but um, you know, I, I five, five six years ago, I was I visited Auschwitz, and we were in Poland. I walked on those tracks. Uh, I walked into the barracks. Uh, I wanted to see it with my own eyes. I wanted to be able to see it and and, and internalize and absorb uh, that exper- experience. And you know what? Out of the parking lot, there were kids from Israel, from yeshivas, uh, from seminaries, from other institutions that it was the middle of the summer, so it wasn't on any kind of special day, but they were they were they were draped in Israeli flags and they were dancing. Not that because they were they weren't celebrating the fact that they were in Auschwitz Nachi, but what 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 the what we're communicating by visiting there, and some people won't visit there. But what we're communicating by visiting there and making it our business to take our schools there, a lot of yeshivas and a lot of seminaries after the school is over at the end of this year, for example, on the way home or during the year, they're going to make a trip, a side trip to Poland for a few days to, to visit these sites, to communicate a message to the world that they try to wipe out the Jewish people from the face of the earth. And we are here. We are here, we are flourishing, we are thriving, we are succeeding, we're alive, and we're growing. And that's the message. I, don't th- I didn't see the picture you're referring to, but I, I, um, I'll reserve judgment until I see it, but I don't think it was necessarily somebody who was trying to uh, uh, mock or uh, belittle the experience. Yeah. Um, is there a reason, and I could be off with this, but do... Do all communities, like maybe even more to the right, do they observe Yom HaShoah and Holocaust Remembrance Day, or is it sort of something that maybe exists in the in the background? Well, you know, I I, I don't know the the politics uh, of the situation. I, I know that uh, you know Pesach Kron tells a story about his brother, Kalman uh, Kron, uh, Oliver Shalom, uh, who uh, was once in a in a taxi cab in, in Israel. And he called the taxi cab, Achib, my brother. And the guy was a chiloni. He wasn't a religious guy. And he turned to him and says, I'm not your brother. Where, where'd you get the idea that we're brothers? He says, oh, I learned that from my Rebbe. Your Rebbe? Who's your Rebbe that taught you that you and I, you're a, you're a Haredi and I'm a, a non-religious person. Where'd you get this idea that we're brothers? Oh, I got that idea from Adolf Hitler. Hitler taught the Jews not to make those kind of dissections and dichotomies and separations between Jews. And uh, I think if we can't, um, on a day like this, uh, on an observance like this, okay, I know some people uh, don't want to go in the direction of the rest of the world. They don't want to use it as an excuse to um, step out of, the, of, the, of yeshiva, perhaps. But it's not about that. You don't have to go to any ceremonies, necessarily. Uh, you don't have to march in any parades. You have to internalize it in your heart. And we're all connected through this experience. And it doesn't matter what type of Jews or how observant your ancestors uh, were who experienced that experience back in World War II. No, I agree 100%. I think that it's... Eight decades is a cr- it's crazy how long it's been, um, but you know, it's very much part of our history. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm much older than you. Uh, that's the whole idea of this uh, program, I think. Um, but uh, I remember back in the 1970s when I started doing radio programs, I used to interview Holocaust survivors, and uh, I couldn't, I couldn't. I remember they would sit across from me, you know, like this is sitting across from me across the table with microphones. Um, I didn't see them electronically. I don't know if the technology existed yet for me anyway. But uh, I think people would, would sit there. I would speak to men and to women who survived the Holocaust, came to America and built new lives. And I couldn't connect the dots. 
I would sit there and talk to them. And I knew that, you know, 30 years prior, they were, you know, at death's door uh, uh, being, uh, you know, uh, mistreated and losing family. But I, I couldn't connect the dots. And that was just 30 years uh, after the experience of the Holocaust. And now, and that was 80 years later. And, um, and, and somehow I think we have to make an extra effort uh, to keep people, uh, to keep all people, uh, the entire Jewish community in touch with that, uh, with that experience. Um, I mean, we have it in our lives. You know, your grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. You know, she's connected to her 92, 92, almost 93 years old and uh, had her entire family eliminated. You don't have to go through the library and go through textbooks or go through videos to find out what the experience was like. You could see it and, and touch it, uh, see it with your eyes and touch it with your own hands uh, by just, uh, by just uh, speaking with, uh, with your grandmother. Yeah, and, and really, if, if anyone gets the opportunity to make sure to get a bracha, get a bracha from somebody who went through the Holocaust, bring your kids doesn't matter if they're two, three years old. Take a picture of your child with a Holocaust survivor. Time, because, time, know, uh, time watches on, and uh, the Holocaust survivors, uh, even if they were just one year old uh, at the time of the uh, Holocaust, they managed to survive and escape with their families or uh, some other fashion. Um, you know, they're in their 80s, mostly in their 90s, and uh, it's an it's a extremely important and uh, potentially valuable uh, experience. Anyway, yeah. what else do you want to talk about? Well, bring bring it to you know present day. Obviously, we there's a lot that happened over Yontif that we weren't able to speak about. Um, one including the loss of life in in Israel in Eretz Yisrael. Um, families, uh, it's, it's it's almost crazy. Another another set of s- sisters, you know. Yeah, so and, you know, mother. Right. It started with the Paley brothers, five and six, five and eight year olds, a few weeks ago. Uh, being uh, killed by a few months a, ago. A, a, it's a few months ago already by a, a car ramming, and and then the Yaniv brothers on Route 60 being shot and killed at at point blank range in their car, and then uh, the D sisters, uh, and then a day later at the same attack, their mother was uh, uh, seriously injured and passed away uh, a day later. And uh, if you saw the news yesterday, uh, Prime Minister Begin, Prime Minister Begin, Prime Minister Netanyahu, <laughs> Prime Minister Netanyahu was Menachem Avel, the uh, the D family, uh, Rabbi Leo D, uh, D E E it's spelled. They're uh, immigrants to Eretz Yisrael from England, and uh, he has two daughters surviving and one son, and uh, very very courageous, uh, brave people. Uh, uh, that believe in the in, in the cause of of Eretz Yisrael, and that uh, our, our sages have told us a long time ago that Eretz Yisrael is acquired through uh, through a, a great deal of um, serious nefesh, uh sacrifice, self sacrifice, and sometimes a great deal of pain. And these families uh, are experiencing that pain. Yeah, they they are experiencing that pain, and it's. Listen, what can we say? It's it's, all, it's happening way too often. Um, the only answer really is Mashiach. You know, that's the that's the only answer. It's not what Netanyahu is going to do. It's not which military strikes we're going to do, because all those things are band aids. It's all temporary. Okay, thank you everyone for thank you everyone for tuning in to today's daily thread. Make sure to leave a, a review a rating on this podcast. We hope to have some more guests on this program. Email us. You have someone you think we should have on discuss a certain story. 
could message us on the Daily Thread WhatsApp status, WhatsApp account, or you can email us at the Daily Thread at meaningfulminute.org. We hope to see you listening tomorrow. Have a good day.